Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Drag up that diesel. What's good? Welcome to the Pigpen Podcast. I'm your host, Denton Day, at Denton underscore Day on Twitter. It has been a minute. I mean, it's been, I think, since the uh, release of the Redskins schedule was the last time I jumped on and got on here. So hopefully everyone is doing well. I know we are having some crazy times going on in our world. Hopefully everyone is good. Everyone is safe. If you have been going to protests around the general, the, the greater D.C. area or if you live somewhere else and you just have any Redskins fan, you're going to protest in wherever it is that you live. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. I hope you are staying safe in doing so because I um, mean, some of the videos that we've seen have been pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So hopefully you are staying safe. But I applaud you greatly uh, for going out there and using your voice. Uh, this, like I said, this has been um, a long time coming. I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. A lot of that was due to technical reasons, some of which are justified and some of which are me being uh, an idiot. But we got a lot of things we got to get into. Uh, it's going to be kind of all over the place. Ron Rivera spoke to the media yesterday, so there's a couple things that he said that I would like to dive into. And of course, we're going to look at uh, some of those Chase Young pictures that have been flown around the internet because those look, well, they look frightening. Chase Young is an exceptionally scary human being, and I absolutely love it. As always, though, if this is your first time listening, be sure to check out and subscribe to the Hogshaven podcast feed and go over to hogshaven.com and become a member with us over there if you are not already. All right, so this could be a podcast that's like 10 to 15 minutes. It could be a podcast that jumps to like 30 minutes. I really have no idea. I just plan on rambling. I feel like whenever I say it's going to be a short podcast, it ends up being like 28 and 30 minutes. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? But we're going to hear from Ron Rivera, and I want to start with him. I want to start uh, with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I think we need to revisit history a little bit because we're going to hear some of the sound that he said. Uh, he praised Dwayne Haskins in his his availability with the media the other day. But I want to take a, a quick look back to when Ron Rivera said that he wanted this job and when he came and took this job. Because remember, we did hire him early. And one of the things that he said when he came with us is that he really liked what we had going on. He really wanted to build off what we already had here. And taking into consideration that he was fired in Carolina immediately after losing to Dwayne Haskins, the thought process was that he was a big fan of Dwayne Haskins and that he wanted to to ultimately end up working with Dwayne Haskins and make him into a what we hope is going to be a star quarterback. Yet this offseason has been very, very strange because at certain points it has seemed 
like either Ron Rivera maybe wasn't 100% sold on Dwayne Haskins. Uh, we debated, it seemed like, heavily as to whether or not our team was going to draft Tua Tungabailoa in favor of Dwayne Haskins. There's been a lot of questions, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess Ron Rivera is the only one that really knows the answers to some of those questions as to how he actually felt. But there were times where it definitely felt like he wasn't 100% sold on Dwayne Haskins. And I bring that up because this next bit of sound that I'm going to play for you uh, it's really, it's motivating to me, it's inspiring to me as a fan, because it seems like any question that we did have about Ron Rivera and how he felt about Dwayne Haskins is now completely, it should be completely gone. So this is what Ron Rivera said about Dwayne Haskins and his media availability earlier this week. Kind of neat because, um, you know, he'll, he'll send me a text. Uh, sometimes he'll send it to me a little bit late at night, so I won't get it till the next morning because I'm usually in bed. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where he, he's, he's really taking to what he and I talked about to heart. And, and I really do appreciate it because it shows maturity as well. And, and he's a young man who's just learning the game, you know, came out of college early, obviously. And, and, and again, it's just one of those things that as you see him grow and develop, you can see those types of things that you're looking for and that you're hoping that he understands how important it is. I appreciate the attitude and effort he's, he's, he's approached this with and, and really looking forward to seeing him in person. I mean, this, you know, I, I mean, I, I pop in and out of the Zoom meetings. You know, like I said, he and I text back and forth. Uh, we actually we actually um, had a phone call last night. Uh, we talked a little bit about about things and how things are going for him. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see you know see him in person when we get an opportunity to get back together as a football team. I mean that's some pretty interesting stuff there, right? I mean that's big time. Ron Rivera praising Dwayne Haskins the way that he has worked, the way that they've been able to communicate throughout what has been an exceptionally weird off season. That is some of the stuff that gets me really really excited uh, about this upcoming season. And it's been it's been really fun to watch Dwayne Haskins this offseason. And I think this offseason is so unbelievably weird, all things considered, to what a normal offseason would be like in the NFL. You have a new head coach coming in that's going to work with a quarterback. And that in itself is is meant to be a period of change and it's going to be weird. But on top of that, we have this stupid global pandemic that just happens to be going on. So when Dwayne Haskins regularly would be able to meet with Ron Rivera and talk with Ron Rivera on the phone and be able to get some workouts in and they'd be able to see progress up close and personal, we can't do any of that. Because he's not even allowed to be at the facility, yet still, Dwayne Haskins has been putting out uh, incredible amounts of work this offseason. And we've seen it through the videos that have been on social media. And we as Redskins fans should know, don't put too much stock into some videos that we see uh, with drills. If you didn't learn that from the Terrell Pryor, Josh Doxson experience, shame on you. But we learned not, don't put too much stock into some of the videos, but at the same time, we have to, I mean, we're, we're seeing the videos. We are seeing with our own eyes, and he is improving greatly. We've seen the pictures of the way that Dwayne Haskins has been able to cut weight, and he just looks like he is much more fit and much more in shape, and that is exceptionally promising. I, I feel like in an ordinary offseason, if a quarterback is able to morph and, and change his body to the extent that Dwayne Haskins has, that's a big thumbs up. That's a big plus, right? Anytime you have the opportunity and you actually act on it and be able to make positive changes with your body as a quarterback, that's a huge plus. But I feel like in the midst of a global pandemic, that should be praised to an even higher degree because it can be so easy to not do that during a global pandemic. It could be so easy to skip a workout or two or, or eat some of the snacks that you, I mean, how many of us have eaten a little too much snacks at least one week during this pandemic, right? I mean, it's very, very easy. You don't really have anything to do. And yet Dwayne Haskins has still gone above and beyond and really not 
not frayed away from his goal, which was to get in better shape and to become a better quarterback. So that is something that I look at, and it gives me a, a significantly high amount of hope. And I know we've seen a lot of these lists because this is what you do. I mean, in the midst of a global pandemic, I get it uh, from a media perspective. You have to kill time, right? You have to find ways to create content. And a lot of that is going to come through quarterback lists. And there has not been one quarterback list that I have seen where I enjoy where they have placed Dwayne Haskins. There has not been one quarterback list that you have seen from a national media personality, whether it be a writer or a guy on television. There has not been one list that you have seen Dwayne Haskins placed in a spot that you want to see him in. They are, they're sleeping on Dwayne Haskins. They are. I don't know if hating is the right word, but they're sleeping on Dwayne Haskins. They're going off of some of the stuff that they've seen uh, on tape last year when he was a rookie and the team wasn't built in a way that was conducive to him having success. They were basing all of what they have have seen uh, from that as to what they think Dwayne Haskins is going to be. And, and not only is that maybe not the fairest perception to have of Dwayne Haskins, but you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong. Dwayne Haskins is going to be great this year. He's going to be great. Now, I don't know numbers-wise, statistic-wise. I'm not making predictions for him. I'm not saying he's going to go over 4,000 yards and flirt with 30 touchdowns. I'm not doing that. But Dwayne Haskins is going to be great this year. We are going to get through the completion of, of this season, and we are going to see a monumental jump from Dwayne Haskins. And we're going to look back at this season and say, this is the transition. This is the transition period for Dwayne Haskins, where he went from being a guy that everyone of the national media hated, that everyone of the national media slept on, that everyone of the national media wanted to push the Redskins to draft Tua instead of just going and moving along with Dwayne Haskins. And this season, he is going to prove all of them wrong. I'm exceptionally confident in that. I love the work that he has put in this offseason. He has become much more of a leader, both what seems like in the locker room and on the field, but also off the field. He's been very active in this in this area. Of course, he is from here, but he's been active in some of the protests, and I do think that makes a difference. I do think your quarterback being confident enough to to basically be himself, and it, it is a it's a pretty big deal, I would say, for a quarterback to, to attend a protest. I mean, we've seen a lot of athletes uh, all across the country get involved in some of these protests, but for a, a, a second-year quarterback who didn't have the best season last year, but for him to, to get involved in the community and to get out there and, and be willing to utilize his voice, I think that is a huge shine for the confidence of Dwayne Haskins as a person, and I am a firm believer that your confidence as a person is going to make a big deal on the field. There's going to be a a noticeable difference in the way that you perform on the field if you are more confident off the field. So I have loved literally every single aspect of Dwayne Haskins' offseason this year. I think it's been fantastic. Ron Rivera has liked every single aspect of Dwayne Haskins' offseason this year, and that is something that makes me exceptionally happy. Now, one topic that's often been brought up, because with some of the Dwayne Haskins stuff that we have seen this offseason, albeit videos or, or photos of him working out, whatever the case is, there has been some videos and some photos leaked with him working out with Antonio Brown. And Ron Rivera was also asked about the possibility of the Redskins signing Antonio Brown, which a move I do not really want at this particular point in time. And Ron Rivera didn't say that he didn't want to sign Antonio Brown, but his answer I thought was exceptionally telling. And I thought it was the best way to go about it. And he basically said, if you bring in a veteran player, you're going to stunt the growth of somebody that's young. And that was like, I mean, that's like a mic drop type of moment like right there. It's like, boom, okay, we know 
what the uh, the direction of this franchise is right now. Like after that after that particular answer, you should not be questioning what this franchise's mentality is coming into this year. They are rebuilding. Ron Rivera was brought in from Carolina to this city, to this team to rebuild the team. This is not a quick turnaround win now type of uh season this year. Could we surprise some people? I think we can. Honest to God, I do think we can surprise some people this season. But I'm not expecting us to grab that seventh spot in the postseason. I'm not. And with an answer like this, this is Ron Rivera saying, we really like the youth that we have here, and we don't want to jeopardize their growth to sign Antonio Brown, which is not, it doesn't fit the direction that we're going with this team. Because how many times, either with with our team in general or just any NFL team, does it feel like teams are just going to sign people with no real rhyme or reason for signing? It's just, hey, we want this big name on our team. He might help put butts in seats, so we're just going to do it. That's kind of what Antonio Brown, that signing would be like here. It doesn't follow the direction that the team is going right now. And as great as a wide receiver as Antonio Brown is, and there is no one that can doubt that. He's a fantastic wide receiver. But from what we know about Antonio Brown, uh, at least through the media, I don't know Antonio Brown personally. You probably don't know Antonio Brown personally. But what we know about Antonio Brown through some stories, he kind of sucks, right? Like he's not the greatest teammate in the world. He's going to cause some issues. So I love Ron Rivera saying we are focusing on our youth. And if we're going to be honest, I would much rather move forward with our core group at wide receiver that we have right now than risk signing Antonio Brown, who is going to likely mess up everything. Somebody's growth is going to be stunted if we if we sign Antonio Brown. I don't know if that would be Terry McLaurin. I don't know if that would be Kelvin Harmon, uh, Steve Sims, Antonio Gandy-Golden. I mean, pick and choose. But somebody's growth is going to be stunted if we sign Antonio Brown. And odds are, the signing of Antonio Brown, the, the risk would hit a lot sooner than the reward it would. And that's something I want to avoid altogether. So I loved Ron Rivera saying that. And then last last thing on, on this Ron Rivera stuff, because I do want to play um, the, the, the most important part. This was kind of the most viral part uh, of Ron Rivera's media availability, where he talked about some of the stuff that's going on in the world right now. And he has a very, very good perspective, it seems like, on these social issues. He doesn't get the credit, I feel, like other coaches in other sports do get. I mean, you look at uh, some of the social issues, we'll hear a lot from like Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, and understandably so. But I think Ron Rivera has always had a really good and unique perspective on some of this stuff. So here's just a, a small snippet um, from his, his the viral video, we'll say, that went around of him talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. These past two weeks have been a mix of emotions for myself. I'm saddened by how hurt the black community is and by what has transferred. I'm also proud of everyone who is on the right side of the fight against social injustice. I'm eager to help in any way I can in making the difference. Lastly, I am honored to work at an organization with so many people who want to change our society for the better. Black lives do matter. We, can, we cannot be afraid to say it, so I'll say it again. Black lives do matter. Great, I mean, great stuff, right? Fantastic stuff. And Ron Rivera, the, the story is of Ron Rivera keeping the, a copy of the Constitution of the United States in, in his office. And he, he goes along with saying, like, yeah, we, uh, he supports players kneeling via the Constitution. And I think that's exceptional. I mean, I really, Ron Rivera hasn't, hasn't coached a game with this team yet. Ron Rivera really hasn't even had a full in-person team meeting with this team yet, but I mean this with all sincerity 
and a hundred percent of my heart and soul, I would probably take a bullet for that man. I mean, I really do listening to Ron Rivera talk about important issues and then talking also about football related subjects. He is the perfect fit here. He is. He is the best that we could have done, and he basically fell right into our lap. He was a guy that wanted to be here, which over the course of our history, especially when it comes to uh, the Dan Snyder era, there hasn't been a lot of coaches that actually want to be here. He checks all of those boxes. I would take a bullet for that man. This is the dude that I do feel like can actually take us to the next level and to back like back to maybe the Redskins of the 80s and the 90s. I'm 25. I was not fortunate enough to be able to live in the midst of the Redskins glory days. Still a big Redskins fan, but I didn't get to see all of the greatness. I have just dealt with all of the nonsense that we've had in the Dan Snyder era for the last two decades. But I do feel like Ron Rivera is the guy that can take us to the next level. I love that man with all my heart and soul. He is absolutely awesome. All right, we've talked a lot about the offense. Let's talk a little bit about this defense, right? We're going to talk a lot about the defense as we continue to get closer uh, to training camp and to the the regular season, which it seems like it seems like right now. I don't want to I don't want to get too ahead of my skis here, but it seems like we're going to be able to have some form of fan attendance at week one. I know it's only June. I know it's only June, but the NFL is operating as if we are going to get some sort of fan attendance as soon as possible. Once the regular season starts, they are operating as if it's business as normal. I don't think we're going to pack a stadium, but of course, we know we're not going to pack a stadium anyway because FedEx Field is literally never packed. But I do think we're going to get some sort of fan attendance once the regular season starts. But onto this defense, Chase Young has been our prized possession this offseason, right? Everybody with a brain wanted us to draft Chase Young, including myself. I have been on the Chase Young train for what seems like years. It's only been a few months, but what seems like years... I love Chase Young, and I think he fits into our defense exquisitely, exceptionally. Whatever big fancy word that you want to use to make yourself sound smarter, that's kind of what I was trying to do right there. But I think Chase Young fits into our defense uh, uh, perfect. He's the best guy. I love the switch back to the 4-3, and Jack Del Rio uh, talked a little bit about Chase Young. I love the pairing of Chase Young and Jack Del Rio, but here's Del Rio uh, talking about what Chase Young can bring to this defense. He's still just, he's one player, uh, but he's one player that offenses have to deal with. And, um, and so it, it creates, it has an opportunity to create not only disruption and, and uh, a problem uh, in terms of how the offense deals with them, but also creates opportunities for others. So it can, it can in effect, kind of raise the level of play uh, throughout the defense. That, I mean, that has to get you excited, right? Like, I know it's been a really weird time in our country. We, we've been starved for sports for way too long. But just hearing, hearing our coaching staff talk about football, it gets me amped for football again. And normally that, that, normally that excitement for football, for me truly, because I am a guy that very much pays attention to sports by the season, so I watch a little bit of everything. Um, but normally I don't really get like super excited for football until like the month of July once training camp is right around the corner. But listening to our coaching staff talk about some of the players that we have on our team, specifically Jack Del Rio talking about Chase Young. Oh, it gets me excited. Like I am ready for football to be back here. And Chase Young is kind of gone. I would say semi-viral. He was involved in some form of photo shoot. And in that photo shoot, 
dear God, that man is a machine. He, I mean, he's a frightening human being. There's going to be some, I don't know, they're not going to admit this. They're 100% not going to admit this. But throughout the course of the season, there's going to be some offensive lineman that lines up against Chase Young this year. And the only thing that is going to run through their head is some of these pictures that we are seeing now. Because not only does Chase Young look like a machine, he looks like a comic book superhero literally right off the pages. And it's like one of those comic book superheroes because, you know, sometimes comic book drawers, sometimes the illustrators get a little trigger happy and they draw like superheroes or villains or anybody in a comic book. And it's not realistic. You're like, all right, people don't actually look like that in real life. Well, imagine that. But then like Chase Young actually looking like that in real life. I mean, that's the best way I can describe some of the things that we saw in these photos. He was bench pressing all of the weight. Like, there was no more room on the bar for any of the plates. I didn't bother to do the math to see how much he was actually putting up because I just knew it was a lot of weight. It was a lot of weight. And Chase Young is a strong, he's one strong-ass individual, and he's a fast-ass individual. And I love watching, I love watching what he is doing this offseason. As much as I love seeing what Dwayne Haskins is doing, Chase Young is kind of in a very similar situation. He's clearly working out hard. He hasn't skipped a beat when it comes to the workouts, which again is great and exceptionally more difficult in the midst of a global pandemic. But he has also been able, like Dwayne Haskins, to to utilize his platform as a star player. He was, of course, involved in that video that went around from the NFL. He was the lone Redskin representative in that one. That was really, really awesome. He is confident enough to use his platform to speak on the important issues. He is jacked to the absolute gills, and he fits in with our defense. You can't double-team anybody. You can't. Our linebacking court, not the greatest in the world. I think we have some potential, but not the greatest in the world. But our front four, dear God almighty, you can't stop them. You absolutely can't. Our front four is only going to be stopped by themselves. If for whatever reason they can't put it together, that's the only way that that front four is getting stopped. Because other than that, There's a realistic possibility you could have all four dudes with 10 sacks. I'm dead serious. I said this earlier in one of the earlier podcasts this offseason. I'm doubling down. Chase Young is going for double-digit sacks his rookie year. There is not a single person that's going to be able to stop him on a consistent basis. You cannot double-team him. Because if you do, if you say, hey, we're going to double-team Chase Young, well, great. John Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, insert other name of player here, is going to put some pressure on the quarterback. I am ecstatic about what our defense is going to look like in the front four. It's going to be unbelievable. Jack Del Rio is the perfect guy to take this group and to maximize everything that we have there. And it is going to be a very, very fun season to watch if you are a fan of the trenches. If you're a fan of seeing the mean, nasty guys go to work and just bully offensive linemen, I can't wait for San Francisco. I can't. You look at San Francisco just on paper based on last year, great offensive line, great running game. But then you add the fact that they now have Trent Williams, a guy that desperately wanted to get out of here. And I don't care what he says in interviews saying, oh, he was ready to play. He wanted to play with the Redskins. He can say that all he wants. Maybe there are aspects of that that is true. But he absolutely wanted to get the hell out of here. I can't wait to see him. And I can't wait for Chase Young in particular to line up on Trent Williams and just create havoc. As great as Trent Williams is, and I do still think that he is a top-tier offensive lineman in this league, as great as he is, Chase Young 
is going to dominate him. He's going to get the better of him at least once. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Chase Young is having at least one sack, maybe one and a half, two sacks in that game against San Francisco. He is going to cause an absolute havoc on that offensive line, and I would prefer to see him do that at least a couple times against Trent Williams. I love it. I absolutely love it. I am optimistic, maybe overly optimistic, but I don't even care at this point. We need something to be optimistic in life right now. I am optimistic about what this team is going to look like this year. I love what we have seen from the offseason, and I can't wait. I can't wait for one training camp to be back here in Ashburn because to hell with Richmond. I can't wait for training camp to be back here, and I can't wait to actually see this team start to put things together. This is going to be a really, really fun year uh, for the Redskins this year. Not 100% sold yet on the playoffs, not quite there yet, but we're going to surprise some people. Dwayne Haskins is going to take a big step forward. Chase Young is going to dominate people on the offensive line. It's going to be a really, really fun year for Washington Redskins football. All right, that's going to wrap up this uh, this return edition of the Pigpen Podcast. Let me know some of your thoughts on the topics we discussed today. I'd love to know your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins and his offseason at Denton underscore day on Twitter or down below in the comments section on Hogshaven. And with that, I'll see you next time on the Pigpen Podcast. <laughs>